0: Welcome, everyone, to the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast, a place to come together to meet other passionate Jewish women from around the globe. We here value unity, and we come together from different backgrounds, places, and stages in life. We focus on what unites us, being a Jewish woman. We believe that every woman has a beautiful and unique light to shine to our community and to the world. In these podcast interviews, We find the light in others and we learn from everyone. These are the topics that matter most to you and empower you to be the inspired Jewish woman that you want to be. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another fabulous installment of our Inspired Jewish Women weekly podcast. Today I have my dear friend, Sandy Niemer with me, who lives in Portland. Sandy came with me on my first ever Momentum JWRP trip here in Portland. And then she came back the next year as my madricha, and she's come with me on my Poland-Israel trip. And please God, when we do another trip in the future, I know that Sandy is gonna be there right by my side. Sandy has gained a huge passion towards educating teachers in teaching the Holocaust. And she has been recently to Yad Vashem to take a course on how to make Poland trips the most impactful trips ever. So I'm so honored to have you here with me, Sandy.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I have so much to say about you. I mean, I could talk about your professional career, a dyslexia and reading specialist for over 10 years, a teacher for more than 20 years. But I don't know, I just when I think of you, Sandy, I think of a professional volunteer and sister and support and friend and chesed organizer, whatever is needed in the community, whether it's volunteering at our local mikvah as an attendant or being the first one to sign up for women's programming and making things happen. You have always been just such a ray of light. Thank you so
1: much. It's such a pleasure to be with you, Eve.
0: And Sandy's also a mother of three children, daughter and two sons. I'm so excited about our topic today. I'm usually excited about the conversations I'm going to be having on this podcast, but my husband knows in particular this one is something that I was really, really excited to bring out to the world because it seems like not such a huge topic, but it's something that I think many women will listen to and find themselves in the story, or maybe it'll inspire them to really push themselves out of their comfort zone. And this is the topic of going out there and climbing mountains in your life. I'm talking about real mountains. (laughs) It sounds like there's gonna be many parallels and there are many spiritual parallels that we'll discuss as the story goes on. But I'm gonna just start with my experience. It was about three years ago that Sandy called me up and said, hey, listen, do you wanna come with me and my son and you'll bring Mm -hmm. your son? Our sons were 13 years old at the time. They're good friends. And I think it was for his bar mitzvah present that he said, I want to get you guys tickets to come with us and hike Mount St. Helens. If you don't know what Mount St. Helens is, you could Google it. It's actually an active volcano. And it's in Portland. It's a beautiful mountain. And I've always seen it from afar. Never thought in my wildest dreams that I'd be hiking up it (laughs) until Sandy came knocking on my door. Do you want to hike this mountain with me? And of course I said, yes, it sounded like a challenge. It sounded like an adventure. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. The night before, I actually texted a friend on my block and I said, oh, by the way, I'm leaving at 6 a.m. I'm going up Mount St. Helens with my son Shimshi and Sandy and her son Heshi. And my friend said to me, did you train? I said, (laughs) no. (laughs) And she said, do you have proper equipment? And I said, no. And she said, good luck. And I thought, you know, I'm not in such bad shape. I mean, how hard could it be? Well, (laughs) that's famous last words. Because the very next morning after driving the, I don't know, was it an hour and a half to get there?
1: Yeah, it's about an hour and a half, right?
0: Yeah. And I remember we parked and we signed in with our permit numbers and the big book and we dropped on our knapsacks and it was freezing cold. It was October actually, it was right before Sukkot. We put on as many layers as we could and had our snacks and our water in our bags and off we went. (laughs) (laughs) And that was quite a journey. So I'll just fast forward a little bit to this little journey that we had and then I'd like to pass it on to some bigger journeys that Sandy's had. There was a certain point in our journey where At first, we were kind of gradually walking up in this forested area. It was nice. We were strolling. We were talking. We were breathing. It was so nice and easy. And I'm thinking, I got this. I could do this. (laughs) And then it got a little more intense. The incline kept going up. And at a certain point, we came out of the forest. I couldn't believe what I saw before my eyes. It was just endless rubble. An endless incline. And I looked at you and I said, you're kidding, right? <laughs> like, you're, I don't know if I even said it, but my, my eyes, my facial expression was like, what? <laughs> and I remember asking you, Sandy, as we're going and we're moving forward, and I'm not complaining, but I'm feeling it. I remember saying to you, so on a scale from one to 10, <laughs> how hard is this for you? And you're like, two... And I thought to myself, okay, I'm at nine. And thinking of me, I'm five foot three inches and Sandy is six feet with long legs. Oh. I'm like it's not fair.
1: Oh, I think I probably said seven, come on. Oh,
0: so, you were doing great. And I was struggling, but I was going to keep going. I'm really persistent. I'm really, really stubborn. And we went for hours. Mm. I mean, each boulder, each rock, was a whole world for me. Like I had to be so present with each step in front of me to put my foot in the right place. I mean, it was scary. We were hanging off a mountain Mm -hmm. at certain points. And as we got really, really high and the winds intensified, I mean, people were coming down and saying, don't go up, it's too dangerous. You don't have the proper equipment. Like we didn't have ice picks. It was icy. We were slipping and sliding. I'm wearing my running shoes, like my (laughs) sneaker. I didn't have proper hiking boots. So at a certain point, I wasn't sure what the right thing was to go forward or not. You know, in the beginning, it felt like, oh, this is fun. But then it got scary. And I just felt like, is it the right thing to carry on? And we ended up turning around close to the top. I think we were probably, I don't know, were we like...
1: I think we had a good hour and a half to go. When you look up, it looks like it's so close. Yeah. Yeah. But it could have even been two hours to go. But the wind was pretty good. And I think we were so smart. You know, we had to listen to everybody who was coming down. You know, they said, look, you guys don't go. It's not so safe. But yeah, we still had a good hour and a half. But that wasn't so bad. We got really far.
0: Yeah. And it was an amazing experience. So I just want to turn it over to you now. I want you to tell us some of the other experiences you've had Hiking, climbing with your son. It seems like it's been such a mother son bonding experience for you and also such a spiritual awakening.
1: Yeah, I have to say, my son, he skis a lot with his father and it's great that they ski. But then I decided I really needed time with him and I said, let's do it. Let's climb some mountains. He's an adventurous sort of guy. So he said, let's do Mount St. Helens. And so when we did Mount St. Helens, I didn't really train so much for it. And I have to tell you that towards the top, I literally stopped and I felt pretty bad because I really thought I'm going to have to ask some stranger who's going to walk by to take him up to the top. My calves were like shaking and I stood there and I thought, I can't do this. And I didn't prepare. I just didn't prepare physically. But there was this woman who walked by me and she said, just take little baby steps because I think she saw my face. Anyway, I ended up being shaken by my son. He said, mom, let's go. What's wrong with you? We don't have that much time. We have to get back down. We have to get back up. Come on, let's do it. And I, and I decided, okay, I'll just take some baby steps. I needed to hear that. And so it took a million baby steps and I did it. But I have to say it was like the most amazing thing because when we got to the top, it was very windy. And I was just like so excited. I thought to myself... This is a moment that I have with my son that when I am, God willing, 100 years old, I can look back. I could say that that was like the most amazing moment with him. I mean, hopefully I'll have many more. You know, I have to say two months later when I asked him, I said, hey, what do you think of the trip? Wasn't it just so awesome that we got to the top and the wind was blowing and it was amazing? It was so great. And he looked at me and he said, the top? No, wasn't it just so great that it was just so hard. Wow. Realized from the mouth of babes, right? Wow. We have this idea that making it to the top is like, that's it. We've done it, right? That's the peak of it all. And he said it the right way. He said, look, mom, wasn't it just great that you were just struggling? And I think he might have really enjoyed watching his mother struggle, you know? (laughs) But at the same time, he's right. It really was the combination of just everything, the difficulty and yes, of course it was getting to the top, but the experience of going through the difficult stuff with him was really what meant so much to him.
0: I think I need to learn from your son because really it's about the journey.
1: But Eve, I want to say you can't feel bad because we made a very, very wise decision We had to turn back for our safety. I mean, it wasn't safe for us to go. And I think that's another thing in life is recognizing, okay, when can I acknowledge that I need to change my destination and not feel bad? We often think we failed because we made a decision and we decided that we're going to take a different way. And that's not failure. We were smart about it yeah we're really smart about it the wonderful things is that you know i'll just maybe go with you again
0: (laughs) when we got down we're like when are we doing it again yeah yeah our sons are like we're going without you (laughs) okay
1: right right
0: yeah so true you know as we were going up i felt that every post every marker along the way was a victory each one was a celebration like we saw the next one in the distance and we just kept going towards it and when we got there and sometimes we are holding on to it because the winds were blowing and we were slipping and just to hold on to something stable was like catch your breath and then let's keep going so just such a beautiful beautiful experience tell us a little bit about the next experience that you had when you took things to the next level and went from Mount St. Helens, which to me was really intense, but you went up to Mount Hood, which is the highest mountain in Oregon.
1: So Heshi, my amazing inspirational son, he said, look, mom, we're going to up it. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> <You're a good laughs> what, do what do you mean? I said, I'm said i not going up Everest with you. <laughs> and he said, no, let's, let's do Mount Hood. And I said, OK, let's do it. You know, how could I turn away a time to be with my child? I knew it was attainable and I knew that it was a chance to be with him. And I just couldn't turn that away. And I said to myself, I'm going to have to this time really up my preparation. I realized that not only can you fall and hurt yourself, but people have fallen and perished on this mountain. Right. Not too many, but when they're not smart, And you make mistakes. And this is like a a real thing. You know, you have to have a guide. You have to hire a guide. We couldn't go up with a a group because he was under 16. We had to hire a private guide and, you know, sign our life away. Wow, scary. And and we went up with a guide, of course, and preparation was like very intense. I actually had to go out every day and I ran and I worked out because I said to myself, I can't let happen you know, what happened at Mount St. Helens, where I said to myself, oh, I'm just going to stop. This is the kind of game where you just like, okay, you're all in. I'm all in. I've got to get myself into shape for so many reasons. I didn't want to fail him. I didn't want to fail myself. And it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. So the preparation took a lot. It was really good for me. I got in shape. So nice. And every day, you know, it meant something to, I think myself, but it also meant something to my son to see me, you know, he saw, he saw all the hard work I put into the pre hike. So yeah, that was interesting. I was really scared. I was really scared because it's a scary thing. I mean, you you know, you can hear all kinds of stories, but I think right before we went up, someone had fallen and perished and of course they weren't being careful i'm like reading why what happened what did they do you know and so that i don't i don't do that you know? so i was nervous but we trained in the morning with a guide on how to use the ice picks we we trained with uh, how to step how to you know catch ourselves what to do what not to do and it worked out then we took a gondola up to a base sort of a pre-base camp We hiked up to that camp where other groups were were going up, and we had some more training there. And then we had to wait it out. We had dinner on the mountain um, with the campfire, and we had to wait it out and sleep until about, I say, one in the morning when when our guide got us up and said, okay, we're going up at one in the morning. It has to be one in the morning because the snow gets soft when the sun comes up. And at the time of the year was actually the month of Av. And we had set it up a year in advance, and be real honest, I didn't think of the time when I set it up because it was the very, very last spot they had left. Mm. And I set it up and I said to myself, wow, I I couldn't change it. But then I thought, okay, there's a reason why things happen, right? And I was very trepidatious and I thought to myself, okay, I think every step I take I'm going to have to thank God. <laughs> and I did. I did because it was, it was so hard for me.
0: aware that the time of year was a time that you don't take risks. You have to be a little bit more careful. It's been a hard time in our Jewish history. So when you found that out, it probably added another layer of fear and anxiety to you. I remember when you called me up and told me that, and we kind of talked it through. You know, I wasn't going to tell you not to go, but you went with extra precaution. You were going to just be really careful. you chose to go through with it, but with a lot of fear.
1: I have to tell you, Eve, I learned, because I had so much trepidation from the fact that it was the month of Av. I learned that trepidation can bring you closer to Hashem. I learned that trepidation can make a person be in the present moment. I was in the present moment because every step I took I was so grateful for. Wow. And I feel like it made an awareness for me that really, it really opened things up for me. Sometimes we can take like a million steps and not even think, oh my gosh, I just passed a million beautiful flowers. You know what I mean? But I have a one minute video at the base camp. It's one minute. And it's just uh, what I said. And I actually literally just uh, listened to it last night after a year or so ago, and I realized, oh my gosh, baby steps, right?
0: Just watching it probably brings you back to that moment.
1: Really does. Here we go. Let me see if I can. Hi, ladies. Oh. Sandy, I just wanted to say hi from almost the top of Mount Hood. Um, this month is a difficult month, but it's a month that we all. Can strive to get our strength from. Um, I want to show everybody where I'm at right now. I'm actually up at the top of Palmer here. And we're going to go up that here around midnight. But I wanted to just let everybody know that um, I'm going to climb this mountain in honor of, of everyone who needs help taking steps forward. And this is a very hard time in um, our Jewish calendar, but I I really want want you to know that that little steps at a time get us through everything. And uh, every little step I take tonight at midnight will be for all of you guys, okay? Um, Love you. Wow, that's so
0: powerful. I I hear the excitement and the fear in your voice. Yeah. Wow, Sandy. And I love that you made that video just in that moment. It's kind of um, something that you could, you know, lean back on and watch and remind yourself, but also that in that moment you're thinking of all of your brothers and sisters and the Jewish people and the time that we're in and holding space for it all. And then moving forward with all of that, So that was precious.
1: The hike, we started like from where we were around 1 a.m. We summited at around 6 a.m. right when the sun came up. When the sun came up, it was just absolutely so spectacular.
0: I'm pretty sure you called me from the top of the mountain. Yeah,
1: yeah, I called you from the top because they have great reception from the top of Mount Hood. (laughs)
0: was doing at that moment but I could tell in your voice that you were in a very very spiritual place and the thing that you asked me was Eve I'm here I'm at the top what do I pray how do I thank Hashem and your voice was shaking with emotion I, I had to like leave my kitchen to be like wow this is an intense moment I want to be with you in this moment and yeah what, a, what an honor and you had your prayer book with you.
1: Yeah. I wasn't not going to bring that. And, you know, it was a good moment to also stop at that moment. It was about stopping, right? It was about stopping and being grateful. Mm -hmm. And it's a great reminder to just say, okay, I'm not just me. I'm more, there's more, there's more to it. You know what I mean? And being grateful is like such a big moment for any activity.
0: Wow, wow. Physically it's a challenge. I know that the day after you feel the aches and pains in, in muscles that you never knew existed.
1: <laughs> for weeks, for weeks. For weeks. So there, there's, there's a, there were a couple of spots where you, know, you couldn't really see. Look, going up is different than going down. Going up, it's dark and you're like going up. You're, you have your flashlight headlamp on and you're not really thinking about what's below you because you can't see it. Now going down, let me tell you something, going down was really intense because I got to see where, where I was. And going down was so, so hard on my emotion and my psyche because I was like, I can't sit on my tush and slide down like I wanted to. But at the same time in my head, Completely almost paralyzed. At one point going down, I thought, okay, I don't think I can do this going down. I don't know where to step. And I literally froze. Wow. I literally froze. And the guide is behind me and Heshi's behind me. And I'm thinking, I have no idea where I can put my foot. And I stood there and I thought, okay, what can I do? And the guide finally says, Are you okay? And I said to the guide, No, I'm not okay. I'm I'm not okay. And he's like, "Well, how can I help you?" I kind of said, "Well, right now I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where to step." And I had to tell myself, "Okay, look, I have to get down. I have to get off, and I have to do this in a way that I will survive." I thought at that moment, "I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. Could someone get a helicopter?" for me right now, but I couldn't. So here I am in this position. And I think we've all been in positions sometimes in life, whether it's on top of a mountain or you're like at a job interview or where you're with your kids and you realize you cannot do anything about your situation except for go through it. Right. I had to go down it. Right. And so I just took a deep breath and I said, okay, you know, all those steps, I, I said, thank God. But now I'm actually saying, dear God, help me, right? Honestly, it took me so many minutes. Finally, my son said again, mom, what are you doing? You're wasting time. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and I said really, really loudly, I, I just yelled. I said, I can do it. Wow. I can do, wow. this. I can do this. And right. I just took my foot and I, I just jammed it in the mountain as hard as I could. And I said it like 10 times because I had to psych myself out. But that was probably the most intense part where my brain just said, okay, not going to happen. So it it worked out. It was great. We got down and we got to the bottom and it was good.
0: You know, Sandy, in our nine or 10 hours that we were hiking together on Mount St. Helens, we had some really deep and profound conversations and, you know, it was easier to talk and the easier parts, But there were hard parts that I could barely breathe, and we were not talking. But then again, on the drive home, we were talking about all the spiritual parallels that we felt on this experience. And it almost felt like doing something as extreme and and adventurous as this, it, it kind of felt like we were birthing ourselves. We were giving birth to a new self. And there were many parallels that we were discussing. And along the way, it kind of felt like a birth. In the beginning, the easy part, you know, even though in the moment I thought, okay, this is challenging. My heart is elevated. But those were really just like the Braxton Hicks, right? Like I thought like, this is labor. I'm in it. (laughs) I remember when I was expecting my first child, I remember feeling the, the beginnings of labor. And I thought... I got this. I even went as far as calling the doula that I had on call to tell her, you know what? I guess I have a really high pain tolerance. I don't think I'm going to need you actually. I got this. I'm like rocking it. Two hours later, I'm like, come. (laughs) Right? But it was kind of like that. The beginning was like Braxton Hicks. It was easy. It was manageable. We were breathing through it. But then at a certain point when it got really intense, I felt like we were at this transition period where we just wanted to go back home. I've had enough. I'm done. Bring the helicopter. I am done. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good to go. And that's how a woman feels when she's going through transition. When the baby is so close, you're almost there. You could almost see the top of the mountain. And at that point you're saying, okay, this was nice, but I think I got enough out of it. And at that point, like you have to just keep going, right? There were all of those beautiful, beautiful parables throughout this whole experience. But how could we make a parallel, a spiritual connection between this experience that we've shared and your more intense experience of Mount Hood and what we're going through right now.
1: We all have our miniature mountains. We all have tasks They could be moments, they could be minutes, they can be hours that we prepare ourselves for things. And the one thing that I really wanna circle back around to is the fact that how do we prepare, right? I had to prepare myself for this climb, but how do we prepare ourselves for other things? You know, when I go to a wedding, I'm not going to say, oh, I'll just give myself five minutes and I'll throw on a, a quick dress because that's not what most people do. You know, you, you give yourself the time to prepare. How do we prepare and how do we come to the table? And it's, of course, individual. Everybody does it in a different way, but it's really important. Like if we don't prepare for things, what is it about? I think it was uh, Charlie Harari. He said, preparation is essential for the success for anything in life. I couldn't have stepped up to the plate of even thinking about like going on a hike with my son to Mount Hood without preparation. I mean, I couldn't have even thought about it. Like the guide would have laughed at me if he would have said, well, you didn't prepare? (laughs) What what are you talking about? You're not gonna do it, you know what I mean? Like why bother, you know? It's um, how do we prepare? It's so important to also realize that there are so many different types of things to prepare for physical acts like climbing or hiking. And then there's emotional and spiritual acts that we prepare for. And I think it's important to realize that because now this is the time to prepare for the the emotional and spiritual act for, for ourselves. It's such a balance. It's such a balance in life. It's something that I see a lot with my, my son now who who likes to work out a lot, need that balance where we say, okay, this is where we're going to, at this stage of the game, bring in the spiritual and the emotional um, component of our life right? We're going to really prepare that part of our lives because that's what's so key, right? That preparation. So it's a choice. It's a choice, Eve, right? We could choose it. We could choose it and, and God willing, we can choose it and decide for ourselves, okay, how could we prepare? How can we do it?
0: Wow, so beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Such an inspiration, whether it's physical or spiritual work that we have ahead of us. At a certain point when we're up on that mountain, overcoming whatever challenge it is, we just need to pause and take a second to turn back and to see how far we've come. Hopefully that strength, that understanding of, yes, we're doing it one baby step at a time. We're moving through all these hardships and we're okay. We're still breathing. We're still here. We're still in this beautiful life that we're in. And hopefully that will just propel us forward and give us the energy to keep going and keep going strong. Right. Thank you, Sandy. And thank you everyone for joining us. Have a wonderful day. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. We value that you are a part of our community. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and to learn more about the work that we do at Inspired Jewish Women, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website at www.inspiredjewishwomen.com. Notice that we use the word woman and not woman in plural because Jewish women are most powerful when we bond together and we together can create amazing positive changes in the world. Bye for now. Hope to see you again soon so we could continue this conversation.